Grace, mercy, and peace from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know that summer has officially arrived, not so much when the weather gets above 80 or the children are out of school. No, you know that summer has officially arrived when the movie theaters begin showing all those computer-generated, special-effects-filled science fiction movies. And in case you haven't noticed, According to Hollywood, it is officially summertime. I will admit, I enjoy these movies. I will not speak for my wife because I wouldn't want to spoil your perception of her. <laughs> She's not here tonight. But a few weeks back, we did see one of these films. And because it focused on a very big monster wanting to tear apart a very big city, we went and saw it on a very big screen, IMAX. And because we wanted to get the total experience of a very big monster destroying a very big city, we saw it in 3D, and we weren't disappointed. Godzilla was bigger than life, he was in your face, and he pretty much wiped out San Francisco. Of course, the problem with these movies is that they are usually all about the effects and they have little to do with any form of a story. And in this particular movie, the message of mankind not fooling with the laws of nature pretty much disappeared once the big guy's tail took out Chinatown. When they are done right, though, special effects draw us in, they excite us, they focus our attention on what matters most. They make us feel like we are actually part of the movie, right there, in the thick of things. But done wrong, they become distracting noises and flashy visuals. All they do is draw one's attention away from what should be the most important thing, the story. Today is Pentecost, and Luke's account of what took place in Jerusalem 50 days after the resurrection does kind of read like a Hollywood blockbuster. But of course, Luke gets it right. The dramatic effects are there, the audio as well as the visual, but they are not the focus of Pentecost. Yes, they draw us in, yes, they make us sit up and pay attention, but not at the expense of the story, the life-giving story of the once crucified, now risen Jesus, the eternal story of sins forgiven and our once broken relationship with the divine now lovingly restored. So the scene opens with a wide-angle shot looking down on a group of about 120 people, joyfully singing hymns and celebrating what appears to be a sacred meal of bread and wine. As the camera comes in closer, we see that they come from all walks of life fishermen, tax collectors, women, children, and even some of the religious elite. And then, all at once, their voices are silenced by an incredible noise, like that of a mighty wind, roaring like one of the storms that would rise up on the Sea of Galilee. It fills the entire room and rises to a volume that shakes the walls. While the sound continues its roar, a light 
begins to grow bright above them. It illuminates the entire room and then begins to break apart. Dancing like flames, these tongues of marvelous light bounce across the congregation and begin to rest on each one there. And amazingly, throughout all this excitement, there is no look of fear or terror upon the faces. Their bright eyes and their wide smiles show us that they have been anticipating just such an event. This is what he has promised us, someone shouts. So filled with joy, with energy, and with the heavenly gifts of the Spirit, they begin to proclaim the mighty works of God cut to the exterior. Outside the temple hall, crowds have gathered. The camera moves across the groups of people from all around the world. They are devout Jews who have traveled to Jerusalem for the great Feast of Weeks. The loud noise that at first startled them, but soon they realize that there is no storm and no wind to accompany it. They become curious and they begin to seek out the source. So arriving at a nearby hall, they are amazed to see beams of light pouring out the windows while it is still morning. Eager for more, some push their way into the hall while others crowd around the windows and doors. And the sound that first attracted them continues its roar, but now a different tone can be detected. There's a clear, sharp note cutting through. It was like a voice. It was the story, God's holy word, clearly communicated to each one of them in their own native tongue came the message of God's mighty work of redemption. Louder than the sound of wind, brighter than a flame, the holy word of God touched the ears of everyone there. Now some visitors wondered, how can this be? How can Galileans suddenly speak in different languages? And others, as is typically the case, be it out of fear or ignorance, resort to mockery and dismiss it all as drunken nonsense. But then a strong, powerfully built man with a voice that matches rises to his feet and addresses everyone gathered. And with his voice, with his proclamation of God's word, all the effects, all the noise, the lights, the languages, take a back seat. The prophecy of Joel had been fulfilled. The spirit of God has been given to his church. And now filled with this spirit, Peter proclaims the law and gospel message of the crucified and resurrected Christ. And it is this proclamation, this spoken word of God, that works the greatest miracle, that produces the most special of effects that Pentecost morning. Today we only get the first part of Peter's sermon, but a few verses on, we read that those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day, about 3,000 souls. What took place? on that Pentecost morning, may read like a summer sci-fi movie. It was a day like none other, one full of spectacle. But while the miraculous roar of the wind, the flicker of flames, and the speaking in tongues were dramatic, 
they were not what added 3,000 souls to the church. Like all miracles, they opened the door and they created the opportunity for God's holy word and spirit to do their work. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Fearlessly pointing out their sinfulness and guilt, Peter's sermon reveals to the crowd their need for a Savior, their need for Jesus. Brothers, the crowd begs, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, Peter replies, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What an experience to have been there on that day to have heard it and seen it all. But don't start thinking that somehow you have missed out. It's easy to do, I know. It's easy to, be to begin thinking that the roar of the Spirit has somehow passed you by, or that the fire of faith has begun to cool off. It is our sinful nature to feel sorry for ourselves and to begin thinking that maybe God isn't quite the special effects worker that we would like him to be. The problem is, you are making the same mistake of many a science fiction movie. You're focusing on the wrong thing, and you are missing the story. Remember, the biggest miracle of Pentecost was not the noise, not the tongues of fire, or the various languages. The big event of Pentecost was the clearly proclaimed word of God, actively creating faith in the hearts of sinners like us. And through his church, this same active and eternal word continues to be proclaimed here and throughout the world, be it in English, Spanish, Hindi, Korean, or whatever tongue from whatever country you can think of, the life-changing story of sins forgiven through the crucified and resurrected Christ, will not be contained. It goes out, and it goes on, creating faith and rescuing lost sinners today just as it did that Pentecost morning. And don't start questioning whether or not you have not been able to get in on the big blockbuster miracle, because you already have. As a baptized child of God, you have been united into Christ, and you are in on the greatest experience of all eternity, his marvelous story of redemption. You have been buried with him. You have been resurrected with him. You are his very own. So whatever your pain, whatever your sorrow, whatever your guilt, regret, or hidden shame, he lifts it from you, and he carries it to the cross, because he loves you so very much. And there is no 3D IMAX surround sound sci-fi special effect that is bigger or can, can come anywhere close to that. The fact is, gathered together in his name, as his bride, the church, we get more than any man-made experience could hope to offer, more than simply letting us watch the action. Our Lord pulls us into it. He reaches down to us, touching our ears with his holy word, splashing us with the waters of baptism, 
and uniting us in celebration with angels, archangels, and the entire company of heaven. He feeds us. He nourishes us with his body and blood. He gives to us all that he has to give, his forgiveness and his righteousness. And then he sends us out, forgiven, strengthened, and renewed with his spirit to reflect this wondrous love to our neighbors. And the ticket price is absolutely free. The day of Pentecost so many years ago was the birthday of the Christian church. And it was a special effects-filled blockbuster of a day. But the biggest event of Pentecost was not the noise or the tongues of fire. The biggest event of Pentecost was the clearly proclaimed word of God actively creating faith in the hearts of sinners. The biggest event of Pentecost was the eternal message that his church has proclaimed ever since that sinners have forgiveness and life eternal in the crucified and resurrected Jesus Christ. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.